Welcome to episode two of the Relationship Hour podcast. I am your host, Anna, and today we're going to talk about things that get complicated. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two. Yay. So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, what makes relationships complicated. So I remember on Facebook, there was like a time where um, that was a way to... um, describe your relationship status as like it's complicated and I was fascinated by that I thought it was really like crazy that first of all that you would even put that on Facebook because then that allows people to know parts of your relationship that are really none of their business but just the fact that like why like why why is it complicated so I've talked to a lot of women in the past about this and it's really interesting to me um the responses that I've gotten of like why something is complicated so um when when I think about it when it comes to mind like what can make a relationship complicated um I don't know if he has a wife like honestly that that can make things quite tricky um or like children can make things a little complicated um But I don't think that a relationship necessarily has to be labeled as complicated because of children. Wives, yes, that can be extremely inconvenient and tricky. Um, But I definitely think that there are ways to um, date while having children and it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, I always think, though, the women that are putting these statuses up on Facebook or that consider their relationship to be complicated like do they see that they're actually physically tied down by a person like tied down by a man or a partner that isn't really fully committed that's what I think of when I think of a relationship that's complicated um I think of just why like why is it complicated so I know that in some relationships, like I feel like we all have friends that have been in a relationship for a very long time, like that friend that you have that's been in a relationship six, seven, eight years. And a lot of them would say like, oh my God, we have been through everything together, just everything. And that is a a big chunk of time. I think six to seven, eight, nine, 10 years is a really long time. But when people say like we've been through a lot, I always become a little inquisitive because we've been through a lot is a very vague statement. I think that um, there are a lot of things that happen in relationships that are perfectly healthy and normal. Um, For example, for me in my current relationship, I began dating my partner at like 23. And I can tell you I have had to do a lot of growing up. (laughs) between 23 and now um so a lot has changed like um and I would say like I've grown up and I've become more mature in this relationship so when I think of like things that I've gone through in this relationship I think of just growing pains and I think of just um getting more comfortable with who I am and you know understanding and being aware of you know flaws or character traits that I have and trying not to just continue the cycle 
But what happens is a lot of women and a lot of men, when they say that, like, oh, my God, we've been through so much. It's like it's like cheating. And you know what? I think cheating is something that happens. It's not it's not taboo. It's not something that, you know, was unheard of. I think that that's something that happens and everybody should choose to deal with indiscretions the way they choose to. But I think that when we start to say like we've been through so much together and it's like, yeah, cause you keep cheating. Like, and that's what y'all been through. That's not really going through a lot. I think going through a lot are like changes in jobs, like going from having a job to not having a job, changing where you live. Um, when you start dating someone, it's really exciting to see them all the time, you know, but then switching over to the transition of living with them. So I think that there are things that, you know, come with a relationship that you just get to see as you go and figure out. But I think that some things, um, you shouldn't be going through, (laughs) you shouldn't be going through all these things and you shouldn't have, um, that's not a talking point. And I think, um, society has created this idea that, you know, it's okay to, stay with someone because you have someone it's better than not having anyone um I I met a woman once and she had been married for like 25 years and that was like her catchphrase that she had been married this long and I always wonder like being married a long time doesn't necessarily mean that you have a good or healthy marriage so I think that it's important to put things in perspective and I'd rather be married like a honeymooner and just be married my first year and actually enjoy my husband and enjoy my marriage rather than being able to just brag that I've been married for this amount of time, 25 years. So um, it definitely put things in perspective for me how some people just value having someone. It doesn't even need to be a good partner. It could just be a partner And I'm pretty sure like we all know someone, whether it's a coworker, your friend, your sister, your cousin, you're, you see them with someone and you're just like, wow, you could do so much better. Like why? And I think it's because of that. I think that, um, as I approach my thirties, oh my God, I feel like an old lady even saying that, but I see how people, you know, when they start dating someone, it's like things move extremely fast. And it's different. It's different from, you know, when you're 21 and 22, I think 27 and going into your 30s, like things move a lot faster. And when things move fast, it's a lot easier to miss out, I think, on red flags or to not really pay attention to them. Um, So I think that's, you know, that can definitely make things complicated in the future when we're not looking at red flags early on, when we don't have the time to process them. You know, I think it can definitely stir some things up. I've always liked to say that um, men don't have potential. Children have potential. Um, children have potential because they they haven't been fully formed yet. Um, they have so much to learn. They don't they're very innocent. They're very naive. So there's a lot of potential there with men. When you have a man that's like 35, yeah, like um, you grown, you grown ass man. So there's really not that potential 
that, you know, a lot of women, I've seen a lot of women that are with men that are like extremely attractive and everything on Instagram looks great, but it's like, what does he do? Nobody knows what he does. Or if he does do something, it's not helping you. And that's where I get a little confused. Like potential, obviously, you know, when we think about it, oh, potential, it's nice. But it's like when you're looking for a partner, I would prefer to look for ambition. I would prefer to look for someone who is self-sufficient, who is a go-getter, who is aware of themselves, who has the drive to push and achieve the things that they want to achieve, you know? Um, So that's big for me. I don't think that you can really necessarily teach your partner those things. I mean, I may be wrong. But I think it's very difficult to teach someone those things. And I think at this age, like, I really don't want to have to teach you anything. I really think that you should come in just kind of knowing some things. Not everything. I think everybody comes in with baggage and, you know, everybody has stuff going on. But I think at this age, it's really hard for me to try to convince you that you can do certain things. Like, you have to want those things for yourself because the reality is... I need you to be self-sufficient, you know, I don't want to be with someone that is codependent on me or that, you know, cannot provide for themselves. So I think that that's why it's so important when you're single to work on yourself and do everything that you need to do to make sure that you're the best person that you could be, because then it becomes work for anyone that enters a relationship with you. It's now my job to show you the things that you're good at or show you things that I know you would be good at, but you don't necessarily show an interest for. So that's my take on that. Um, Again, I want to jump into like women that really, um, they're with partners that are maybe like, I would call them arm candy, but they're very attractive. And sometimes because of our own self-esteem issues or our own insecurities, we see this man that's more attractive, that's like handsome, and he's interested in little old me, like, oh my goodness, I need to jump on this right now. And as you go on, you start to see that that's all that they can provide you with. It's like good looks. So it's really important to understand um, things come with a price. I mean, honestly, I love 90 Day Fiance. It's like one of my favorite shows. I watch it with my partner all the time. And some of the stuff we see there, we're just like, she has to know, like, you have to know where you're at, you know, Angela, you you need to know where you are. So it's important that you know what you bring to the table. That's why it's so important when you're single to get, you know, get all your ducks in a row, because then you know what you bring to the table. When you're unsure about yourself, um, you're more likely to be in a relationship with somebody else that's unsure about themselves. And then we're just figuring things out and we don't know what's going on. So it's very important to look beyond the looks, I would say. Having a nice looking person is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it definitely doesn't pay the bills. So it's important that we're paying attention to that as well. Um, I know that For me personally, it depends on the person. It depends on, you know, who you're talking to and what stage you are in your life. I know for me personally, there's just been growth in the last few years of what I find to be attractive and what I find is not attractive. I think we all go through the phase when you're like young and you want someone that's um, a little 
unconventional or controversial. I'm going to say that instead of saying a bad boy, but you kind of look for that. You kind of look for things that are the opposite of what you necessarily need. And I think it's, um, it definitely, the coin changes, it just flips when you get to this age and you start to see that that's just not conducive for me or for my lifestyle. You, you're over the phase of like going to the club. You're over the phase of just like, just not doing anything. I think at this age, things, life hits you hard. Um, I know a lot of people that work jobs that they hate or a lot of people that want to start things like their own business and they just don't feel like they have the time. And when you're with a partner that is supportive and motivates you, you find the time. You know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of times in relationships, it's, you know, if you're with someone that's bringing you down, um, it's inevitably you're going to be brought down because it's just that's what you're surrounding yourself with. So it's important, I would say, to find someone that has an idea of what they want to do with their lives or what they want to do with themselves so that you can come together and, you know, come up with some things that work for both of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also think this is really interesting. Um, I think one more thing that social media has ruined. I think social media has done a very poor job in portraying the everyday man. Now, if I went on social media right now, I'm almost like 100% sure there would be a guy on one of these websites that uh, one of these um excuse me one of these um Instagram profiles that um it's a celebrity and he's like buying the girl a Rolls Royce or buying the girl a Birkin bag or buying the girl something lavish and luxurious and I honestly I'm all about luxury that's great but the everyday man can't afford those things so I think that there's something to be said about a good man that works hard for his money And I don't know, works at Amazon and is doing what he has to do to make sure that he has what he needs to have. I think that social media has kind of put women like in this bubble of like, these are the things that I want. And this is what I want my partner to provide me with. And I personally, I think that there are men out there that will buy you the Birkin bag. There are men out there that will buy you the, the car, the everything. But you have to think like all of those things come at a price and I think I'm, I I come from the firm belief that you need to work hard for things. And if it's that easy for someone to just give you something like that, it's almost like they don't even feel it. It's not even like an expense to them. These celebrities, like this is what they do. They make millions of dollars. So spending two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars on a car is like, okay, like we can, it's like going to Trader Joe's, like you thought you were going to spend $30, but I spent 54. And it's like, okay, but I'm fine, you know. So it's important that we know that those things come at a price, there is definitely something to be said for the man that is at home living with his parents, saving up money to buy his house, working his job, going to school, starting his own business, doing what he has to do, so that his future plans look good. You know what I'm saying? And I think that um, we're expecting a lot of women are expecting these men to just throw money at them. And it's almost like guys are now cheap if they don't. And it's like there's nothing wrong with a man being frugal to a certain extent, except on holidays and, you know, birthdays and things like that. But there's nothing wrong with a man being frugal. I think that that, you know, 
me personally, I don't think that I got the best money management or finance information from my parents or from school or from places where I kind of feel like should have, you know, get trickled some of that knowledge for me. Um, so if you have a partner that is, you know, frugal and that is making sure that his bills are paid, like that's bad girl. Like that's great. I would think that that's like fabulous that he's taking care of things. And you also have to think, um, these are trades that are going to follow you in your relationship and your marriage and your future, whatever that looks like. Like this person is going to make sure that, you know, the bills are paid on time. Like he's a responsible person. Like, and I think that that's uh, a great trait. A lot of people are living out of their means right now. So it's refreshing when someone is doing what they need to do and not flaunting or doing extra stuff just for likes and they're saving up their money and doing what they got to do. I think that's cool. Now, I think that that's a very specific scenario of somebody's like staying with their family or their parents so that they can, you know, build on things. Now, I'm all about people having a plan. You know, like you need to know what's going on. I've never been the person that like quits a job and then I don't I have to go look for one now. Like, no, you line things up. So I think that if you have a partner that has shown a pattern of just being in between jobs because of pure preference, like, oh, yeah, like I didn't really like I didn't really like lifting that box. So, yeah, I came home like that's different from someone that's working that's at home living with their parents I think that you need to go into relationships being able to take care of yourself you need to go into relationships having a plan with your life and it's like someone else is coming in and it's like oh hey this is my plan show me your plan you know so we can then uh, build off of that plan when you go in and we just don't know what we're doing it's it's just that's when things get complicated um you know, I just think overall, um, relationships don't necessarily, they don't have to be complicated. You know, I think that relationships can definitely be fruitful and fun. I think when things become complicated, it's kind of like when you, when you're trying to force something, when you try to force something, yes, it's going to be complicated. Like, if we're having an affair and like your wife doesn't know, yeah, it's complicated because now we have to sneak around. Like I have to watch what times I text you or, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Who are you going to spend time with? That's complicated. Children can be complicated depending on the co-parenting relationship. So, you know, figuring that out and having those conversations is definitely very important to front on. Uh, the complicated that I'm referring to is kind of like those people that are like in between they don't know like they want they want your time but they don't value your time or they don't value you as a person it's like we're getting to know each other but it's like we've been got getting to know each other for the last six months like what what else you gotta know like that's just I'm I'm confused what else we what else do you gotta know but (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's more of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that basically don't want to commit. And that's the excuse is that it's complicated and that, you know, it's inconvenient for them at that time. So I think it's important to definitely make that list of what makes your relationship complicated. Now, if things like children or work make your relationship complicated, I think those are things you can work on. 
Now, there are character traits and there are just like prioritizing. Like I think someone asked me um, previously on um, Instagram, what do you do if like you feel like your partner isn't spending enough time with you? I think you really need to evaluate that. Um, some people really just work (laughs) like there's some people that are just not on their phone 24 seven and, you know, at your disposal. Some people are just not like that. Um, so it's understanding that. So I would observe how this person is when you're with them. If this is somebody that's on his phone the whole time when you're with them, it's like, "Mm, so you can text me back. You're just choosing not to. But there are people that are just not on their phone all the time. And you'll see that you'll be able to pick up on that. And as always, I always think that having open communication is number one and the best thing um, early on, because I think things definitely get complicated when you don't talk about things, when we just let things linger. Like I've talked to a lot of women that they meet someone, they sleep with them, and then they're just like, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. We just like when we hang out, we just sleep together and then we just I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know my name. So um, you got to talk about that stuff. Um, It's uncomfortable. These are and I think it's kind of like this day and age. Those conversations are uncomfortable, but they're necessary conversations because I've always told and any of my friends that were listening know that I've always said this. If you don't have a problem with sleeping with someone and they don't call you back if you don't care the outcome basically if you feel a hundred percent okay with the outcome whatever it looks like go ahead girl do what you gotta do do it yeah like do what you gotta do now if you know if you end up hanging out with this person you know, watching the Netflix, ordering the food, and then the next day it's like... The number you have reached has been disconnected. I can imagine that's going to be a little difficult for you. So, I think at this age, you really need to guard your heart and use your head. I think that... um I hate to say this, but a lot of people are emotional creatures, creatures, and they can't just do something like that. They can't just sleep with someone and not think about them the next day. Um, Like everyone is not Megan the Stallion. So which is fine. Um, I think you need to be going to relationships knowing that. I think sometimes we bend on our rules or our standards or our preferences to accommodate others. And that will never work. Because you're not being true to yourself. You have to be true to yourself 100% of the time. Um, and I think that's the big, you know, thing at this age. I know 27 is like a scary age. But you start to really think about everything. You start to really think about what attracts you to a good partner. Like what is a good partner to you? And you start to see from speaking with other people and speaking with like your friends or coworkers what's complicated to you is not necessarily complicated to other people and that's fine but it's important that you know that you're aware of what makes this relationship complicated is it complicated because we don't communicate much if that's what it is then we got to sit down we got to talk we have to make a point to have these conversations you know yeah so 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really like when I think of things that are complicated, like I think of Avril Lavigne's song like right away. So I hope that you guys play that song as soon as this episode is over and check me out for my next episode. Alrighty. Bye guys. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, rate us wherever you listen. Thank you to my producer, Francis, and remember to follow us on Instagram at Relationship Hour. Until next time.